want everybody to have one. Our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody's got a copy of the Word of God. Get your Bible and get the Word of God into you. Amen. So get the Word of God into you. Get it woven into the fabric of your soul. You know, don't be like those guys that they have a Bible, they read the Bible, they even sort of kind of believe the Bible. But then there's other voices that have just as much weight and just as much authority in their world as the Word of God does. i got to tell you something. You need the Bible more than you need Oprah. Just saying. It's Christmas and everybody's in a good mood, so I'm going to be kind of ornery tonight. Because, you know, last several weeks I've been doing Christmas messages. That ain't my thing, really. Tonight I figured out a way to just preach, and so I'm in a good mood. Hallelujah. But here's, here's the deal. You need the Word of God. You do not need an excuse to not know the Word of God. Anybody can have that. If you're going to be an overcomer, you're going to have to know what God said. If you're going to live God life, if you're going to get the results that God that God promises, you know, well, God promised it. He's got to make it happen. Well, you're an idiot. He promised it, and it'll happen. But, you, you know, can I tell you, the only part of God's Word that works is the part that you do. And so if you ain't doing it, you ain't going to get it. And it just don't seem right that at the hardest moments in life that that's when God would expect the most out of you. But if you think about it, it is kind of Christ-like, ain't it? That when he's getting nailed to stuff, that's when God expected the most out of him. And you said, I want to be like Jesus. And then you freaked out because somebody brought a hammer. You've got to know the Word of God, guys. Amen. Let's make the devil nervous. Lift your Bible up in the air. Lift it way up high. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big hand tonight. Thank, thank God. He's in your life. Amen? Amen. I, you know, I, I, man, I can't tell you what, what, that, uh, what it is about this season, but every year, it, you know, all hell breaks loose. I guess it's like spiritual warfare. You know, that the, the, the enemy wants to come against what God's trying to birth in your life. And, you know, you start talking about the fact that we, you know, unto us a child is given. Unto us, look, look. That's for you, right? It's going, he's going to be bringing joy to all people. All people. That's you. That's you when you don't feel in a good mood. That's you when you're happy, you when you're sad. He's bringing joy to all people. And we, through this baby that is born, you know, that we're celebrating this birth, right? Through this baby, we've got salvation from sin, salvation from death. Salvation from hopelessness. He's, he's the joy giver. He, he is the prince of peace. And we have what we need when peace busters show up in our world. Amen. And, and really, it is joy to the world, right? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. And, and you know, tonight when we're singing that song, you know, that uh, we look to you. You know, we look to you. Our, our hope is in you. You know, we had it on the wall. We're working on getting it back on, on, on a wall. But, uh, you know, God has a plan for your life, doesn't he? And that plan is not to hurt you. 
but it's to help you. All right, God's plan is not to harm you, but to prosper you and to give you hope and to give you a future, to give you hope, to give you hope. You know what I love about, about the power of the message of God's Word? Now, I'm telling you, if, it, if there wasn't salvation from hopelessness, I'd find something else to do. But it's salvation from hopelessness that just turns my crank. Because right, right in the middle of hell's greatest attack, that, that's, when, that's when I start feeling the life of God begin to flow. You know, when, when I look at you and, 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 now just hang with me because you know I love you, right? But when, when I look at you and, and you're just like ready to give up, that, that's my most exciting moment. Because I know, oh no, you're not. You're about ready to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You're just about ready to humiliate hell. Why? Well, because of hope. Isn't that right, Juan? When the doctor says, pack it up, and you just keep living. You got hope. Isn't it, isn't it awesome to be part of hope? To just be a part of hope? You, you know, think about this. Sometimes, sometimes we, we, we act like our life doesn't really make a big difference. And what's going on? Well, you know, and I know some of you guys uh, don't like to participate in stuff like one day. And, and uh, you, you don't like to hook up with stuff like adopt a family. So just sit and listen for a minute. This has nothing to do with you. But, but, but the people who, who do it. <laughs> just a little dig there. Just a little dig. Well, there's a lot of folks that just stand around going to see what's going to happen next. Because they just don't believe it. We're glad you're here. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I just think this is so awesome that somewhere between 480 and 520, we're not absolutely sure, but somewhere, somewhere in that range of individuals are receiving Christmas gifts this year because of you. Dang. Three families received entire house full, their, ho- their entire household, all the furniture, clothes, cribs, and, and more. That's because of you. That's not because of you that don't believe in it. It's because of the people that did. Oh, by the way, the people who don't like that kind of stuff, what, what happened because of you is nothing. But, um, but the people who participate... I don't think that's right. I don't think he should talk about it like that. Tough. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, 50 cent, you can't come up 50 cent. I don't know. I just think you're tight. I might as well tell you. Uh, I look at these numbers. 103 families radically changed and given hope. And can I, and can I tell you that? Go ahead. It's not a good golf shot. That's an awesome thing, you know. <laughs> So awesome. And, and, and can I just tell you that, that some of you guys have experienced a little bit of help lately and, and how it rocks your world. Now think about 103 families that the enemy doesn't want you to bring hope to. You know, uh, uh, this is not in my notes, so don't, don't record this part. Just kidding. This is, this is, this is the free message. But, uh, but if you ever have 
trouble receiving. Let me, let me tell you what the enemy's doing. is He's trying to set you up because if you don't need it, then nobody else really needs it either. So if you don't need it, you don't, you don't have to give it. Because you don't have to give anything that you don't really need. And, and I, I just think it's really awesome at this moment in time to look, to, you know, to just look at the landscape and realize that God is delivering hope through you. I said that God is delivering hope through you. You realize that it was through the birth of a baby that everything changed. Think about that. You know, anybody who's had babies brought home knows that the birth of a baby changes everything. Amen. You know, we've had friends that, we had friends one time that, that had three, three kids, three boys, and they decided to try for a girl, and then they had twins. <laughs> Twin boys. We were so happy for them. I was just happy it was them. <laughs> you know, the, the, the birth of a baby changes everything. And you think about the birth of the baby that we're celebrating. changes our present, changes our past, changes our future. You know, think about your current situation that if you can receive the gift of Jesus, it's going to change everything up in here. You know, and, and you think about your past. You know, we, we know that we can't alter our past, but we can't take our past to the altar. What are we going to do with that past? But God, through this gift of Jesus, can change the power of that past. The, 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 the influence that your past should have, it won't have. Or that it wish it had, it suddenly does have because of the power of God that operates in your life. There's something about this gift that we're celebrating, this baby that... Changed everything. It's called hope. Because that's what hope is, is the ability to see things differently than they currently are. That's all, that's all that hope is, is the ability to recognize a picture that is yet to be portrayed. It is renewal and change. Renewal and change. And tonight, I just got to tell you something. That if there's more hope for you, that all that means is that there's more change coming to you. There's more to be changed. God so loved the world. Think about it. God so loved the world that He did something to change everything. You know, a lot of people look at the current situation that they're in and, and they don't see any better end. They don't see anything, any good way out. They don't see anything changing. But hope and hopeful people say, I see things getting better. I see things beginning to change. I see lives being renewed and restored and revived. And by His help and through His presence, our life is going to be changed. My final outcome is going to be better than my current condition. Somebody say amen. amen. See, if you miss out on this, if you, miss it, if you just sit and think, well, you know, that, that, this is just kind of a, you know, this is just a season where religious people get a little bit weird, you know, and, and everybody's selling, and, you know, oh, look at the commercialization of this thing. and you Just look at all the negative side of it, and really what you miss out on is you, you miss out on the hope that's being released at this time. And the problem with hopelessness is that hopelessness begets helplessness. When you lose your hope, there is no more help. But thanks to Jesus, we're not helpless. We're not hopeless. Matthew 12 says that the good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. What's he do? He changes stuff. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, believes and seeds 
and proceeds into change. Do you believe in change? I said, do you believe in change? Then, uh, you know, then it is possible. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know what it is, but it's possible. Just a bunch of scriptures that have nothing to do with Christmas. I want to give you a Christmas break. Colossians 3, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. If then you were raised with Christ, if this baby has made a difference in you, if you have received the hope that comes from Christ, then seek those things which are above, which, uh, where Christ is seated, sitting at the right hand of God. How do I do it? Verse 2. Set your mind on things above. I want you to say that with me. Set your mind on things above. Say it one more time. Set your mind on things above. Tonight, for just a quick minute, I just want to talk to you because uh, the reality is, and, and I don't want you to think, well, he's going to try to talk to us about, you know, let's think positive. That's, I don't want you to just think positive. I want you to get God-minded. And there's a, there's a big difference here because if, it, you know, if you just think positive, you're going to be empty, you're going to be broken, you're going to be disappointed. But if you can think God-minded thoughts, you can change everything. Look at verse 10 in Colossians 3. Just drop down. It says, And put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. According to the image of Jesus. Being renewed in knowledge according to the image of Jesus. If you're going to be acting, walking, talking like Jesus, guess what you've got to do first? You've got to start thinking like him. You know, think about it. The world takes our kids at a pretty early age, puts them in rooms, and starts training them to, to think a certain way, to shape the way they think. And then our kids grow up, and they start acting and walking and talking in a worldly fashion. And we sit around and go, well, how would that happen? Well, we gave somebody else permission to shape the way they think. And so what happens when we renew our mind and start thinking thoughts like Jesus thought thinks when we begin to walk and talk we begin to demonstrate and, and, and see brought into our own life uh, the blessing, the abundant life that he had John 10.10 10, you remember it said that he came that we might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows and you know I gotta tell you something if, if you're not experiencing God life it's probably because you ain't living God life I mean, doesn't it just make sense that if the end results aren't coming the way that you should, that, that you probably need to change the way you're approaching life? You've got to seek those things which are above. You've got to set your mind on things that are above. I, you know what's crazy is that that abundant life that Jesus came to give us, it really doesn't make any difference where you live. You're supposed to have life more abundantly. It doesn't make any difference what nationality you are or what race you belong to. or You know, you're just supposed to have life more abundantly. You know, you can blame it on, you know, what you got on everything that's going on around you. But the reality is, is that you're supposed to have this God life and, and you're supposed to just seek those things which are above. Set our mind on it. Be renewed in the knowledge according to the image of Christ. And all of a sudden, everything that God talks about becomes possible. 
And it's all, you know, you think about Christmas and we're thinking about these gifts and about that tree and about that, you know, the family and about, uh, about you know, the holidays and we got the lights are twinkling and the music is playing. But I want you to stop for just a minute and realize that the gift that God gave us is a gift that has the power to change everything. And that the situations that you're dealing with in your life and that are beyond the eggnog, when you look past, you know, the, the, the last Christmas party, when you put away the, the, the torn up paper and the empty boxes and you try to clean up the house and, and get the tree out, that, that there's still the ability to walk in a level of life that just blows hell away. But it demands that you set your mind on things that are above. You know, so often, you know, you, you, we're dealing with people and, and around people. And I, I just, I, I want to, I want to, to, to prepare you because you, you're going to get, in the next few hours, people are going to start showing up or maybe you're going somewhere. You're going to get connected with a bunch of people and, and different situations are going to come out. And don't you think for a minute that you get to take, you know, time off. You're not the part-timer. Right? Nah, I'm going to walk in this thing every day now. And God's bringing me together with people, and I'm going to have the opportunity to direct, their, to direct the way they think, to direct the way that they're looking, to direct, to impact, to influence, to, 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 to make changes not only in my life and in theirs. So funny, though, you get to talking about people, and come on, let, let's believe God, and, and they say, well, I can't help it. This is the way I am. I can't help it. Well, can I tell you that this is the first thought you've got to change. Come on. I want you to have a new life starting today, and I want it to run all the way, you know, all the way forward. Up from here, all the way. I want you to have new life, God life. First thought you've got to change is I can't help it. This is the way I were made. You know, we've got friends, that, and uh, Keith Lene, friends of ours, and Keith Lene's, and, 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 well, we can't help it. We all worry. My whole family worries. We just all worries. Well, you know, that's stupid. You've got to set your mind. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I'll get into that next year. You're going to ruin the holidays. Because the enemy is going to give you opportunity to think everything but what God would be thinking. See, I can set my mind to something. I can set my mind. I need to set my mind. Look at your neighbor and say, my Lord, set your mind. You know, the second thought that you're going to have to, you're going to, have to master is, hey, I don't think it's going to make any difference. <laughs> I, see, I deal with you guys all week long. I, I can't help it, Pastor. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You have strength for all things. You are ready for and equal to anything that comes your way through Christ who's infusing you with an inner strength. Yes, you can. I can't make it. Yes, you can. You're going to make it. I just don't have strength. Yes, you do. I don't feel like it. It's not a feeling. Well, when's it going to kick in? It's right here, right now. I don't see it. Look at me. Huh? Come on. I'm good. This thing's way bigger than I am. Yes, it is. It's impossible. You're right. You're right. Kaba, can I mess with you? 
Come here, Kava. I don't, I don't know if, if everybody's aware. Mama's in the hospital in ICU. They went yesterday to check on Dad. And Dad had died. I don't have strength. Yes, you do, bro. Yes, you do. Come here, Todd. You got strength. I don't want to embarrass you, but if you want to pick up on some of this, because I'm feeling the anointing, just run on down here. You, you got strength. Come on, sis. Come on, some of the ladies, come stand. I just I'll, Don't everybody, because I want you to see something. I want you to see this, this. I have strength for all things. Not if I isolate. And not if I sit and don't set my mind on what God's given me. If I just start looking at the situation, I'm going to tell you something about the situation. The situation sucketh. Well, why'd God let this happen? This is not the time to be asking God stupid questions. This is the time to be looking to God to find the strength that you need to do life God's way. And see, we got more life than death. We have more joy than sorrow. Is this a bad moment? Yeah, but always be full of joy. And in everything, with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind riveted on Him. So really, what's happening is, is the golden opportunity to demonstrate Satan's defeat. There are some things you can't change. So the power of hope that we have must not be for that. Because the power of hope that we possess can change things. So it must be for stuff like this. Set your mind. I just want you to reach your hand out real quick. We're just going to pray. Father, right now we just set our mind on things above. Lord, we just thank you that we've got more life than death. We have more joy than sorrow. We have more peace than chaos. We have more hope than despair. And Father, I thank you that you're going to draw them and they're going to be closer to you than they've ever been before. And that the walls of separation that have tried to, to, to be erected by a defeated enemy are being absolutely annihilated today as they connect to their family and to the body and to the strength that you've provided for them. We give you the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I, I think everybody ought to rejoice together and thank God for strength. Thanks, guys. Remember, remember when your kids used to mess with each other when they were little? Babies? You know, young, immature. Remember when they used to pick at each other? Because you know when they get older, they don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> one of them will do something and dang near take the life of the other one. And you walk in and what's the first question you ask? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know, why, why, what are you going to do that? And they say, I can't help it. And you say, you better help it. Because if you don't help it, you better be ready to meet Jesus. Hello? Come on now. 
You know, if you don't take care of it, I will. Remember, how many of you guys said stuff like that? <laughs> you're going to change the way you treat each other. Which means you're going to change the way you think about each other. Listen, you told your kids that they could change. I'm telling you, you can change. You can change the way you think. And the thought that causes you to continue in sickness, you can change that thought. You can change the thought that causes relational crisis. You can change the thought that causes you to live in constant death. You can change the thought that causes you to be angry or afraid or depressed or discouraged. You can change that thought. And if you can change the thought, you can change anything in your life. It's hard, I know. But there's hope. We've been given strength to break habits. We've used it to create them. So now we just need to deal with what we've got going. The good man, the good woman brings forth good things. Are you good? That would have been a great place to say, yes, I am. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Why not? Impact a few other people with the greatness of God that's in your life. I just don't think I need it. Well, how about you renew your mind for the sake of people around you? Use your influence, your favor for others. It is Christmas. How about you get whole so that other people don't have to deal with your brokenness? Real quick, Philippians 4, 8, check it out. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure and lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there's virtue, if there's praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Say that. Think on these things. One more time. Think on these things. Look at it in the message. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best. By filling your minds, you know, you've got to determine what you fill your mind with. This Christmas, here they all come. What are you going to start thinking? What are you, you going to set your mind on as your crazy relatives show up? What are you going to fill your mind with is up to you. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say it's best to fill your mind and meditate on things that are true and noble. Look at it in the Amplified. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, worthy of reverence, honorable and seemly, whatever is just, pure, lovely, lovable, kind, winsome, gracious, if there's virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on, weigh, take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Fix your mind. Fix your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, fix your mind. <laughs> you know, sometimes your mind needs fixing. You know, if you want to have hope in your life, you really got to take responsibility for the thoughts you think. I said you really have to take responsibility. You got to quit blaming society and, you know, my grandma, mom, and dad. And you you got to take responsibility for the thoughts you think. 
And you've got to increase God thought going on in your life. And you realize that when you increase that, you actually increase the level of abundance that begins to operate in your life, right? So I've got one question for you. What's, what is the key thought that you struggle with? You know, we're all different. We all have different issues. We've got different stuff. You know, some, for some people, fear. And, and it's thinking fear-filled thoughts. That, that's the issue for them. I just got to tell you, fear's, fear's not my gig. You know, I, uh, peace, I, I, I'm a pretty peaceful guy. I remember one time going up to pick up a missionary. I was with Larry Mulkey. We were in a borrowed vehicle. We were running late. We were on I-5. It was raining pretty hard. We'd come around a corner and all the traffic up near, uh, up near Portland, Seattle. So I can't remember. We must have been going to Seattle. Uh, all, the, all the traffic had stopped, and he slammed the brakes on. And it was, you know, before ABS. And, and the car began to slide, and it turned sideways. We're in a borrowed van. <laughs> and the car turned sideways, and we're sliding down the road. I know it was, it was so weird because the Williams Bakery truck we were passing was like a billboard. I, could, I was just reading it. Look, I look at Larry. He looks messed up. I said, take your foot off the brake, man. What? Take your foot off the brake. Takes his foot off the brake, gets control, he slows down. He stops, and we're still alive. He puts it in park. He gets out and says, Man, you drive. And I said, I, I don't want to drive. You, you're, you're doing fine. He goes, I need you to drive. And he, Why? I wet myself. I'm like, I am not driving. <laughs> That's a true story. Remember that? I'm telling when we turn the van back to the people that own it. You know, but for some people, fear is always on their mind. Worst case scenarios, it doesn't take much to mess them up. What, what's the key thought that you struggle with? We're not going to make it. Well, build up an arsenal from the Word of God that deals with that thought. You know you. I said, you know you. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. You know, I, I don't know. You know, get in the Word of God and find out how, how do you combat that thought. If you're supposed to set your mind on something else, then how are you going to fight that thought when it comes? You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yours has to do with immorality. You know, I know guys that really struggle, you know, with the computer and with where they're going and what they're looking at. Well, how... Set up an arsenal. How are you going to go against that thought? What are you going to do with that? Because if you don't, if you do not do this, look at your neighbor and say, it's bad if you don't. You know, it's going to bring destruction to your life. Don't lie to yourself and say, well, nobody really understands what I struggle with. Look, everybody's got some struggle. Huh? You know, maybe yours is, well, I won't go into that. Because, well, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to talk about some of this, and you guys think I'm talking about you. It's everybody. You know, you, you, you kind of got to remind yourself that, wait a minute, man, this, this, this baby that was born, he brought salvation. Salvation from sin. That's stuff that the enemy's trying to beat my life up with. I've been released from that. 
Salvation from death. I ain't going to die. I don't have to worry. I got God life. Life everlasting. You know, eternal life doesn't start when I'm dead. It starts now. So why worry about being dead? I got to start worrying about living right. You know, but you got you to go to war. You, you, can't just, you can't just remain the same and then expect everything around you to change. Well, everybody in my life's always been angry. And they all were angry. It's the only thing I've ever known is anger. Well, then how are you going to combat that thought? You know, all of your pets don't need to limp. <laughs> you can fix it. It's not too late for tripod. Come on. But without, without addressing it, you know what's going to happen? You create a lot of drama for you yourself how about you how about you get into second corinthians 10 start at verse 3 though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds look at verse 5 casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here's your war. All you're out to do is cast down arguments and bring them into captivity. You cast down arguments. Some of you are arguing with me right now. Knock it off. Bring that thought into captivity. I don't need to deal with that. You've got to bring that thought into captivity and make it obey Christ. You don't understand how hard it was for me in middle school. You've been out for 62 years. Don't tell me how to live my life until you've walked a mile in my shoes. God said, set your mind on things that are above. All you're doing is arguing. You bring every argument into obedience. That's just the argument. If you don't bring it into obedience, can I tell you something? It's just going to bring destruction. Can you imagine, you know, how many times that it's been almost on the edge, I'm sure. I don't think Shelby's ever had a bad thought towards me, but we've been married for 29 years. And, uh, you know, I mean, that is one blessed woman. Can you imagine what it would be like if she didn't take her thoughts captive and make them obey? You deal with me for 45 minutes to an hour and a half once a week. She's got me 24-7. You can do it. You know what happens to a lot of us is that we just get one thought. Just one thought comes in. And it starts destroying your marriage, your relationships, your future. Just one thought. Well, maybe that wasn't really God's will. I wonder how many times Shelby could have thought that when she saw me doing something just absolutely stupid. And she looked over there and went, it must not have been God's will that we got married. It's just not going to be God's will. And, you know, I wonder what happens in some of your all's life when you look back and, and you realize that, hey, wait a minute, we, we met in a bar. I bet God wasn't in that. Or, you know, or, or you tell yourself, I bet I settled. I bet I settled. Starts with just one thought. Then that thought starts coming a little bit more often, swinging by and, more frequent, you entertain it. And then it finds some endorsement. You find a friend or your grandma that says, you know, when you started dating him, I knew it would never last. 
and you find somebody to agree with you, and and all of a sudden, you know, oh, I thought that too, and uh, one thought, and you're on your way to divorce because you didn't take one thought and bring it captive. You really going to? You really going to let the enemy play with your future? See, you have a hope that regardless of what has happened, regardless of what is occurring, and regardless of what it looks like, you have a hope because of the baby that we're celebrating that has the power to change everything. But you have to have the willingness to change your thought. If all the enemy has to do is offer you the negative thought, if you, if you latch on that fast, that quick, that easy... Can I tell you something? You might have more life than death, but the death will be the only thing that's on your mind. You might have more joy than sorrow, but your joy is pretty protected because sorrow is always out and on the run. You might have more peace than chaos, but you're wearing chaos out and peace you can't even find. You're responsible for that thought. You know, for a lot of us, the thoughts we think, the only way possible is to be in the mood to argue. Because they're so obviously wrong. How about for Christmas? You come back and you say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set my mind on things above. I'm going to receive the gift of hope. I don't want to just go to heaven someday. I want to bring heaven to earth today. I don't want to just make it. But I want to make some stuff happen with my life. I want God to use me. and So I'm going to give him permission to work in me. I'm going to start thinking God thoughts. Believing God thoughts. Spreading God thoughts. I'm going to be like them angels that proclaimed his goodness. I'm going to be like them shepherds that when they left, they went and told everybody what they had seen and what they had heard. I want to be, I want to be like those magi that came and gave him everything because he was worthy. I'm, worthy to, I'm willing to give him everything, including that thought. I'm going to believe in hope. I'm not going to be hopeless. I'm not going to be helpless. But I'm going to be hopeful, full of hope and agree with God. Amen. Close your book, bow your head, let me pray for you. Father